This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on December 4th, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 11. A shoot shall come out from the stock of Jesse, and a branch shall grow up out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze together, Their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And peace to you as we are here on this second Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of peace as we Uh, commenced our worship today again with our Advent litany and and filling the vase, uh, the water candle of peace. It's apt that I think that this Sunday is the Sunday of peace. For example, in our readings today, we, we pick up on this. In Isaiah chapter 11, and that's where we're going to focus a little bit of our time today in Isaiah, we hear the promise of the Messiah who will mediate peace in a land which is beset by war. In Romans, the second reading that um, Jane read for us, we hear that the gospel, the good news, is for both Jew and Gentile. The gospel, God's radical word of peace to bring hope and peace, is for all. Especially it's a word of peace for those who are separated. Our connection with that first Advent candle 
from last week. Remember, last week was the Sunday of hope, this week the Sunday of peace. I think is beautifully, at least for me, encapsulated at the end of that second reading that we heard from Romans 15. May the God of hope, there's our first Sunday, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we enter into God's word today, that's what we're going to pray for, for the power of the Holy Spirit to bring that into our hearts and lives. So let's pray. Loving God, as we uh, have been brought by your spirit to this place of worship, we pray that you would open our hearts to receive the work of the spirit in and for us um, as we hear the good news of Jesus. Um, Open our hearts, our minds, our lives to receive your hope and your peace and to be ready to take it into the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I mentioned, um, we're going to spend some time with Isaiah today in chapter 11 and do a little bit of exploration around these early chapters of Isaiah. God had chosen... Mount Zion, which gets a a lot of mentions in these early chapters, with its temple as the place where he would come in grace, in hope, in peace, to meet his people. He would call people from all the lands. And again, this is the wording, the words of Isaiah, from the east and from the west, from the north and the south, to meet him in this holy place and to be met by him and his peace. An example of this is, you know, later um, chapters of Isaiah, in chapter 43, one one of my favourite places in Scripture, I have to say, Isaiah 43, we hear this in verses 5 and 6. God says, do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west, I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. I will say to the south, do not withhold my sons from far away and my daughters from the ends of the earth. This is God's gathering place. Come from all the corners of the earth. God himself will bring peace and be their peace. And it will be for them and to be shared by them. The problem in this place was that the people of the land, the land of Judah, who Isaiah is addressing these words to, had turned their backs on God. Here is this sin, this original sin rising to the top. There's no need for God for them. And they go from being a community of faith to a community of politics and power. That's what their concerns are. They fall into idolatry. And in doing so, they set themselves against God and breaking his covenant relationship with him. The setting, it might be a little bit difficult to see uh, all of these lands, but you can find um, these maps in good uh, Bible history books. The setting for the call of Isaiah is is occurring in the mid-700s BC. And the setting is the southern kingdom of Judah, God's chosen nation where Mount Zion is with, with the temple. And Judah at this point is under siege. It's under siege from neighbouring nations who want to conquer it, the nation of Syria nearby and the northern kingdom of Israel are besieging the southern kingdom of Judah. 
And eventually those two places too are going to come under their own attack from the bigger uh, uh, nation or the empire, the Assyrian Empire. And God uses this to bring his judgment on the sinful land of Judah. God uses the Assyrians for his purposes. The little nation of Judah where Isaiah then comes as the messenger is hardly then a place of peace. It's a place of sin. It's a place of selfishness. It's a place of idolatry. It's a place of fear. There's hatred there and there's certainly war. Does it remind you of a world not so far from us, perhaps? As we read these early chapters of Isaiah, and I do encourage you, I do encourage you over these Sundays of Advent to spend some time with Isaiah. Last week we were in chapter 2. This week, chapter 11. Even if you just read that little portion, I think it's helpful. Because we also find in amongst this amazing words of promise. Amazing words of hope. Amazing words of peace. We heard some in Isaiah 2 last week, didn't we? Where God said, I'm going to come and I'm going to turn these weapons of mass destruction that you use for war into things that grow. Grow things for the community. Grow things, grow community. Grow, grow people to be my people. There is a, this wonderful thread of promise, and I want us to hear this, this season of Advent. So let me go to one place in these early chapters of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 7, for example, and maybe you've heard these words or you know them. Isaiah says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And in two Sundays' time, we're going to hear that Joseph, on his way um, uh, in life, is going to hear this same call for him. And it's the same call for you and me today. One of the promises. Let me go to another promise in these early chapters of Isaiah. As we go to Isaiah chapter 9. And again, we might know some of these words, especially in Advent. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace. As Christmas approaches, do those words perhaps sound familiar? And a third promise, and it's contained in our Old Testament reading today in Isaiah chapter 11. And I love the imagery, and we're just going to stay with this imagery for a little while this morning. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the young goat. The calf and the lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp. There's those little snakes, um, Karen. 
and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. I just love this imagery about God's peace for his world, for his people, in the announcement of uh, the one who will come, the, the one from, from, the, from the root of Jesse. Just let this language live with you just for a moment, for today. What might it mean? The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down and live at peace with the little goat. The calf and the lion led by a little child. The cow and the bear grazing together. The lion, the ox, the little child and the venomous asp. They shall not harm or be harmed, for they will live in peace on my holy mountain. And it all comes together in the promise of the one who's to come. Isaiah says, On that day the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the nations to call all people to peace. And today, on the 4th of December, 2022, if I can get my tongue to work, that is the same call for you and me. What amazing imagery. What amazing peace God has in the coming of Christ. Peace, perhaps, in the face of the deepest grief that we might experience, in the sickness or death of someone we love. Peace, somehow, despite the deepest desire which is unmet in our lives. Peace, in the word of forgiveness which breaks down the barrier of brokenness and doesn't our world know it? Peace in the hug of love, in the listening ear, in the heart of care. Peace in the invitation to welcome. Peace in a church where different understandings, for example, of ordination, through a shared love of the gospel, a shared commitment, a shared confession of faith that God alone and God's word is our authoritative word. Peace despite being in different places of understanding. Peace that we are called together to be messengers of grace. For that is who you are. That is who we are. People called to peace through the gift of Christ. The messengers too of that peace for others in our lives. For not everyone knows it, dear friends. Not everyone knows Jesus. Peace for you, peace for your ears and for your hearts and for your lives and peace for your taking. Peace in your voice, peace in your heart, peace in what you do. Jesus comes to restore us to peace with God by giving his life in the place of war on the cross and in that place drawing all people to himself to come, to come and see the babe in the manger again this Christmas to come and see the one on the cross for them to receive peace in forgiveness. Peace on earth. Peace, God's will for all. Here is God's peace. Here is Christ's message. And here 
are Christ's messengers. You know, sometimes we put up a little diagram and we'll put it up at our special general meeting again next Sunday where we've got circles of mission, we call it, you know, uh, where God calls us in Acts chapter 1 to be witnesses, be witnesses locally where we are in a small circle and then going out further into the world. I, I think at this call, this gift of peace that God gives us to carry in our hearts and lives is that place of our first place of witness to bring peace to people around us. So who is God calling you to in this Advent season to bring a message of hope and peace? You see, you and I have been gathered today to come here by the Spirit, to come to this meal, which we'll share, a meal of peace. A meal that Jesus describes in Luke's Gospel like this, when he talks about this is the foretaste of the heavenly banquet. Then people will come from the east and from the west, from the north and the, and the south, and will eat together in the kingdom of God. It's the message of Isaiah, isn't it? It's the place of peace. It's the call of invitation. So dear friends, may I encourage you to invite people from every direction and place in your life to come to the manger this Christmas, to come to the meal of grace, the feast of peace. And let's just pause for a moment to consider in silence who God might be calling us to reflect upon at this time in perhaps issuing this invitation to come to God's place of peace. And then we'll pray. Come, Lord Jesus, come into our often weary and warring world. Come, Holy Spirit, into our hearts, into our homes, into our communities, into our church and into your world, and use us as we receive your peace to be your messengers of peace in the world. Amen. And dear friends, the peace of God, which passes beyond our human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs>